Ay, ay, ay. We made it. I'm Drew here with my sister Ashley and BFF Derek. And we just got back from September 21st, 1984. The past. Ashley, why? Well, each week we travel back in time. To the best year ever. Some would say to watch whatever movie just hit theaters. And maybe swap bodies with each other for a bit. Uh, uh. But before we get into that, here's what we saw. All of Me is the best American comedy since Tootsie, says Janet Maslin of the New York Times. I can't even die right. All of Me is a funny, offbeat comedy. I was laughing from beginning to end. Roger Ebert at the movies. Is everybody here bananas? Lily Tomlin gets laughs. Steve Martin vaults to the top of the class. This one goes in the time capsule. Richard Corliss, Time Magazine. All of Me, rated PG. Now at select theaters. Check newspapers for locations and showtimes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was All of Me, starring Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin, rated PG. Yeah, if you're looking at the poster, um, we've got Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin, front and center, uh, floating in thin air and clouds. The tagline on the poster is the comedy that proves that one's a crowd. <laughs> it's, it's an awkward sentence. Too many that's. But you get the point. That's uh, a comedy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so before we go any further, let's talk briefly about the mix-up we had when we were traveling back in time. Somehow through the laws of physics and um, personality displacement, we ended up in each other's bodies. Well, Derek and Ashley ended up swapping. So how'd that go? Uh, it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> Derek, how does it feel to be, how did it feel to be a little bit taller? <laughs> taller and a woman uh it was interesting yeah i swapped places with my cat lolita somehow <laughs> uh so we're gonna have to i had to ask her for her opinion on the movie when i got back <laughs> when she got back i got when i got back as her so ashley can you sum up this movie in 15 seconds or less yeah ready go um, a millionaire named Edwina is dying and she wants to transfer her soul into a healthy woman to live out a life she never had, but actually ends up in Roger's body and they have to share his mind and body. Nice. Ooh, that was like 13, 12, 13. Yeah. Perfect timing. Almost. Um, this is the kind of movie that relies on a premise that you can, that is meant for being like something you could pitch in an elevator a so-called elevator pitch where you could you should be able to sum oh. it up in the amount of time it takes to get from the ground floor to you know whatever offices the the studio executives are um occupying so yeah and i mean before we get into too many details this was just a joyous <laughs> movie going experience right yeah i loved it so much yeah. it was great we haven't watched a lot of like straight up comedies and mm -hmm. when we did early on they were sort of like uh 16 candles or you know that was more of a teen like rom-com if anything or just kind of like a teen movie mm -hmm. uh this is probably the most like straight comedy we've watched 
And I was not nervous, but broad humor sometimes, as I've uh, elaborated on before, doesn't always work the best for me. But I think we were all on the same page. Um, my cat, Derek, is Ashley, and Ashley is Derek. But <laughs> this was just <laughs> maybe so, it's because we were in different bodies that we were able to appreciate the experience that the the characters were going through. I'd like to think so. Yeah, it was a wonderful movie. So. Ashley, had you seen this movie? Do you have any backstory with All of Me? Or um, if not, then just being someone else or wanting to be someone else aside from Derek? So yeah, aside from Derek, um, definitely high on my list. So uh, in high school, I was in theater or drama for a few years. And my freshman year, we had to do like a lip sync like thing. And I loved Gwen Stefani at the time. And so I got to lip sync her song, um, I'm Just a Girl. And I did like pink hair and a crop top and like those baggy pants. It was pretty cool to pretend that was her for like three minutes. <laughs> did you learn anything from that experience? Um, I can't really dance super well. <laughs> and I chose to lip sync and not sing. So I can't really sing. <laughs> but I did, which maybe earmuffs for Drew. Derek, you oh. can listen to this. But I really appreciated Gwen Stefani at the time because she doesn't have any boobs. I also didn't have any boobs. So I was like, this is sweet. Like she's like popular and cool and makes all this money and I can relate. And I don't have to get a boob job. So there you go. <laughs> Why is that earmuffs for me? Cause I don't want to hear about your boobs. boobs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, we, I was not in drama, but like just our basic like music class in middle school required a similar thing, a lip sync performance. And I did a, horrible half-hearted job of peaches by what presidents of the united states of america yep I did of, of america yeah <laughs> it was it was it was i got a d in that class wow <laughs> should have been like a participation level class um dang <laughs> and just to be clear you have not seen you had not seen this movie no i've never seen it before yeah. i i had seen the movie but i don't really have a backstory with it because i didn't remember it that well so it seemed like a first time experience as far as me wanting to be someone else or you know you could take this in this the, oh, we're going to talk later about all the different types of body swaps but you could take this in kind of like um from a life experience standpoint gender standpoint like you could be superficial about it for me i would say and this is going to sound weird at first but when I first started watching Mad Men, um, I've had various like, uh, and currently marketing jobs. Um, my title now is, is creative director, which is the same title as Don Draper, um, which is not a coincidence. I got to kind of uh, make your own, make my title up and that's, <laughs> and that's where I got it from. <laughs> um, but one of the big parts of the job is like pitching ideas, um, to clients and, I emulated his vocal patterns. I've probably I'm probably not great at demonstrating it on the podcast because I get a little manic. But the thing I learned from from Don Draper was to like slow down and pause and and just le like make these dramatic uh, pauses in his in his pitches so that things could land. And and uh, anyway, it it radically changed the way I talked, at least for work. So. That was um, a permanent body uh, recalibration based on. <laughs> Care to give us a couple lines or? Uh... <laughs> no, I'll, I'll try to weave it. I'll try to weave it in throughout. Perfect. I, I just wanted to be clear that it was the 
whenever I tell someone that I emulate Don Draper from Mad Men, that's not the first thing that they think about uh, regarding this character. So <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> Needed to clarify. Uh, Derek, didn't you say that you wanted to be Arnold? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Arnold? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Did I? I think you mentioned it uh, during during the movie. If you were uh, picking an 80s person to go to swap bodies with, <laughs> you said Arnold. No, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> okay, well, right. fair enough. Do you have any other um, uh, like history with, with playing someone else? I know you were into D&D for a while. Yeah, so yeah, Dungeons and Dragons for sure. Uh, dark, elf, chaotic, good was my character style. Who used a bow and arrow or otherwise known as an archer oh sounds uh very sweet (laughs) (laughs) sounds great lovable um well let's get into the movie itself uh like we said this was a real blast and fun to watch a comedy like i guess that's the point (laughs) (laughs) an effective comedy not just like the dry sarcastic humor that i'm used to but some straight up like i mean everyone knows what steve martin is most famous for it's it's kind of his um his physical humor and this premise perfectly lends itself to that so ashley was there were there things about this movie you absolutely loved uh, or hated i guess we're not probably not gonna have a lot of hate on this not a lot of hate there's so many things i loved um, but one of the main scenes I really liked is when it's first when Edwina and what's his name? Ro- mm, Roger. I, the main, Roger. I was like, Robbie, um, when Edwina and Roger get trapped into Roger's body and they're trying to figure out how to walk. And then they, and then Roger's like, Oh, I really have to pee. And she just like help him whip his penis out yeah. <laughs> and pee in the bathroom. Is that, is that what he says? I don't think he's like whip it out, but he's like, you need to help me basically assist with this side. I can't get it from the other side. And so she like uses his hand to like help him pee. And then at the very end, she's like, yeah, do you want me to tap it off for you? Like, and he's like, yeah, tap, tap. And she's like, tap, tap. (laughs) It's just so funny. It's just so good. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the culmination of (laughs) their initial uh, getting used to each other's or this is, we should, we should say this, um, in the oeuvre of body swapping movies this one is a little different because they don't swap so there's a mix-up you might have explained this in your synopsis but like her goal was to go to swap into the body of a younger um woman Mm -hmm. and she accidentally swaps into him but there's no he doesn't swap out so he's still in there and she's in there and the way that they deal with the physics of that in the movie is that he controls do you think he holds holds his penis with his left or right hand? So he, she hold, controls his left hand. Yeah, yeah, his left side. So they're like, when it first happens, they're out on the um the busy like street in New York or something, and and they're trying, they're like walking really awkward. Um, they're falling over. It's like this is what gives Steve Martin a perfect vehicle for mm-hmm. his brand of physical humor because it's baked into the the premise of the movie. But that scene, of course, um builds up to trip alert caca the third law of gender bending sounds fancy (laughs) where it's only a matter of time before there's going to be sexual or 
dick jokes when you when you have a body swap movie so it doesn't take long uh ashley already described the scene pretty well but we do have a brief clip ah you seem to have control over the left side of your body while i feel dominant on the right oh let go of that Uh, 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 uh. oh bitch how about a little respect for the deceased Let go of my hand, you brute. I will not. (laughs) Just stop it. I like that clip because Lily Tomlin's voice is phenomenal. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Steve Martin gets to be the physical presence for most of the movie. But her presence is felt through her voice. And then... um, you know, you, we do see her when we get to my favorite thing. I'll talk about that. But is there anything else you wanted to say about uh, kind of that scene or some other favorite favorite moments you had, Ashley? I really like the scene at the end where they're dancing together. Mm. Let's save That's that pretty, one. Yeah, we'll save that. <laughs> but I really like that one. Yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, one of my favorite things about the movie was how they, since it's not a body swap, we're both people still have physical presences. Um, I liked how they handled the uh, the reveal that she was in his body. So mm-hmm. it happens, it first happens outside because the soul pot um, falls out of a window and lands on Steve Martin's head, you know, how things go. And when he gets up from the curb, little dazed, he thinks he has a concussion or something, but he looks in the side view mirror of a car and sees Lily Tomlin. So all throughout the movie, you know, when he's peeing, there's a mirror above him. So when he's looking, when you're looking in the mirror, you're seeing her. So mm-hmm. she's very present in the movie, even though like, I just thought about it. It just occurred to me now, like she dies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's totally dead. And yeah. it didn't even, it didn't even really phase me because like, she's so, I mean, like her, her old physical body is totally dead. Her soul is transferred into him and mm-hmm. then goes on quite a journey uh, to its ultimate destination. But, but yeah, her physical person is dead on the floor of his law office. And um, yeah, there's just, it's, there's another trope alert <laughs> oh. where um, called the mirror tros the mirror shows the true self. And uh, it's, I can't imagine a more perfect uh, way to like reveal. Sometimes it's used in like um, horror movies or something. There's a very uh, f- uh, famous scene that I won't spoil in Twin Peaks where somebody looks in a mirror and sees something else. Uh, but like this is being used for comedic purposes to great effect. And I just, I just thought that was really clever. Um, yeah, I also, which I forgot to mention, the chemistry between Roger and Edwina is really good between Lily Tomlin and Steve Martin. Um, yeah, I really, even though they weren't like physically together, just like mentally, um, you could tell that they've worked together before, and this was actually their third movie that they've done together. They had already done three at this point, or they went on. Well, to sorry, this they went on to work together. So yeah. they did um, a movie in '93 called The Band Plays On, Band, Band Played On, and then The Pink Panther Two. 2009 Mm. so have you you seen any of the his pink panther movies Mm -mm, i have not rather than us talking about uh our lip syncing adventures 
and more obvious backstory would have been uh, <laughs> our relationship with Steve Martin or Lily Tomlin for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. But do you did you like know you liked Steve Martin? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was kind of on the fence. Like, like I said, I I don't always love literal slapstick humor. Um, that's kind of another thing that's that's we've alluded to. But I wanted. Um, uh, I know Derek was was getting all excited and riled up during the movie. Uh, you mean Ashley? Which, yeah. I mean, we're going <laughs> to, since we all loved it, it's convenient. I can, I can interchange y'all's uh, reactions, mm-hmm. but Derek, would you say that the, the physical comedy and, and kind of like uh, over, over the top slapstick humor was, was your favorite part? Absolutely. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. Especially the physical comedy. It was, I've never seen anything kind of quite like it. <laughs> Yeah, you you see other performer. I mean, like, you know, going back to Charlie Chapman or something, it's usually kind of out of place. And they like I like I said earlier, the premise for this movie just gives him an excuse to do it. Um, There are some I do have some questions about the physics. So we know for the most part, she controls the left side. uh, He controls the right Mm -hmm. there. She can sleep independent of him so like she can fall asleep and then he has full control yeah <laughs> okay yeah so, that's how they kind of try to figure it out <laughs> yeah it actually leads to a pretty hilarious um sex scene so the woman whose body she was supposed to enter is this younger um attractive blonde lady and they um are about to hook up and uh we have a little clip from that scene as well why, Miss Hoskins, you whore. You lascivious whore. Oh, no. Oh, yes. You're a, you're a shameless little <laughs> slut. Yes. Shut up. Talk dirty. You're nothing but a cheap sex tramp. Good, good. <laughs> so <laughs> that is, you can sort of tell by the accent um, that Steve Martin does. That's Edwina talking through Steve Martin. And him thinking that Edwina is blowing it for him, but the the hilarious part is that that actually turns on the um, Terry character. <laughs> I thought that <laughs> that out. was that was one of the the LOL moments mm-hmm. for me, um, just because it's like, oh, I know where the scene is going. They're gonna he's gonna hook up, and then she's gonna come out, and that's gonna uh, that's Derail gonna screw everything thing. up. Mm-hmm. It does screw things up for him psychologically, obviously. But um, and physiologically in the pants, but it 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 doesn't it works for her for Terry, which is funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I love that part and just the some of the language. um, I I guess we didn't get to the part in the scene where she's like, "Call me a filthy little poodle." Um, (laughs) Yeah, and lascivious whore. So (laughs) why does why when he's when Edwina's voice is coming out of his mouth? Does it have like an accent? I mean, or like sound effeminate? Because it's her talking through him. But I'm not sure why that voice changes. <laughs> I didn't really get that, but it makes us follow her better. I th- yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a few like gimmicks. Obviously, the movie uh, takes some liberties with science, but yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's just kind of for the audience's benefit. When mm-hmm. she's, he'll be like walking uh manly with one half of his body and then have his hand up yeah with the and swinging his arm with the other half Mm -hmm. um it's uh, 
it's really hard to pull off uh this this type of humor in my in my opinion so like steve martin was was perfect for it and just their their balance like like you said the chemistry that that they have uh was evident because they would keep working together and just i wonder if she was she was obviously on set because they were filming her um in mirrors you know they would just like Mm -hmm. film the same scene with her (laughs) looking in a mirror (laughs) i guess but like do you think she was like acting opposite of him i wonder if they were how they were kind of doing the dual the dual lines like because she could be like standing behind him or maybe they or maybe they did like a cut out of a mirror and then she was like in the mirror but you could actually just see her yeah i just mean i wonder if it'd be helpful for him if like she was talking nearby or if they just oh, I'm did sure. it all like off off camera you know i'm it, sure they were together both ways yeah mm-hmm. so there were um a lot of things to love about about the movie i have some nitpicks not the not the not the minor quibbles about you know uh, the science but uh <laughs> since you wanted to talk about the ending scene of the movie where they're dancing there was something that rubbed me the wrong way about that but let's hear the music first all of me why not take all of me can't you see i'm no good without you yeah so lovely end to a lovely movie they're dancing it's a cool reveal because at this point she's in Terry's body, the, the, the younger blonde and it's him dancing with her. And then they, the camera like spins around and finds a mirror. <laughs> yeah. And so we see the rest of the credits uh, with uh, Lily Tomlin in the mirror. Uh, and, you know, do you want to describe what you loved about the scene before I say what I <laughs> hated? <laughs> sure um i don't know i just think they're like finally together even though she's in terry's body i don't think i just think they're very sweet and they fell like in love with each other throughout the movie did they i was i, I, I think was, they did he I missed was her so excited that they became friends throughout the movie like yeah. he yeah he missed her he was doing sweet things for her um he like when she's when they have her funeral because i guess i did realize she was dead because they have a a memorial, memorial. and a funeral mm-hmm. um and he gets like his jazz friend to in his band to play um her procession and she starts crying in his body so he starts crying i i thought it was the makings of a beautiful friendship and ultimately in the end like she transfers back to his body i i thought at one point it was going to resolve with them both just sharing the body Mm-hmm. Um, but then she does end up transferring into the hot blonde, um, hot blonde bitch, um, which yeah. I don't use that word lightly. Wow. But that's like, no, I mean, that's like her character's defining yeah. trait is that she turns out to be like evil. evil yeah. Um, so they just didn't need to kiss at the end. Like I just didn't, I didn't see it as a romantic relationship at all. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. I mean, but throughout the movie, you could tell they're sort of like, grow toward go towards something you just couldn't tell if it's me a friendship or more and i don't think i agree like they didn't have to kiss i think if they're just like dancing around like that's enough then you kind of like oh they're either friends or like i would be fine with that i just saw them dancing together in general was very sweet i agree it, it was awkward when they kissed for me yeah that's fair um yeah it just felt weird it is cool that terry the blonde character her 
since her soul has to go somewhere, it could have just disappeared into the ether, which would have maybe been too dark. <laughs> so it gets transferred God. into the the horse that her dad cares for. <laughs> yeah, so, she can never um, escape again. Did you know? Kind of did funny. you know that she was married to Steve Martin? No, um, not when I was watching the movie. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So they met on set, and then they were married for eight years. It's funny, like, so him and Edwina, uh, him and Lily Tomlin had all the on-screen chemistry, in, but like, it goes to show that they were also good performers in the scenes with with him and and um, whoever played the Terry character who he ended up marrying. Like, you know, they they obviously they had a lot of comedic chemistry as well. It was just supposed to be like a bad relationship in the end. So Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of funny. It's kind of interesting them playing uh, the opposite of what they would end up being in real life. Mm -hmm. So since we're talking about a body swapping movie and we always like to pick one of the characters that we connected with or, you know, would want to relate to in this case why don't we pick a character from the movie to swap places with um ashley anybody you would uh would take for a spin (laughs) well this is tough now because of what i uh, who i picked but i'm gonna go with lily tomlin's character as edwina and i usually don't pick a main character but she really i don't know i think her and like i guess i'm kind of swapping with steve martin but then staying with him so it's kind of like a double swap but that's why i choose um she's very unlikable in the beginning and then throughout the movie she grows on you and she's very sweet oh yeah we yeah we didn't really mention like her yeah, character she's arc. terrible <laughs> yeah like it's com i mean it's played for comedic effect of course but she is like absurdly comical she's been she's spent her whole life in a deathbed i guess and mm-hmm. she's so she's never had uh, friends um she's a virgin um she's never like been you know romantic with with anyone really the only Mm -hmm. people that send condolences to her memorial aren't even like business people that she had business with early on it seemed to be people that she had done business with like her wheelchair company her um uh breathing machine yeah (laughs) supplier sad yeah um so no literally no one shows up for the the memorial service Mm -hmm. um and then I think only Terry is at the funeral itself. Yeah. And there's a, has to be. yeah. And then they talk about the moral service afterwards and there's like a break in her character where you see that she's like actually a very sweet and kind person. She's just very sad about her whole life. Would you, you like to do hear a little, it? Um, yeah. A little <laughs> um, monologue for us. I'll try my best. Um, for your information, there's perfectly, there's a perfectly good reason nobody showed up for my memorial service. I don't have any friends. I'm looking back at an entire lifetime and I don't have one friend. I've never had any friends. I've had only nannies and tutors and servants and nurses. Oh, once my parents hired a clown to entertain me, but he didn't like me. And when my parents weren't in the room, he'd just sit there. He didn't lift a finger to amuse me. It's just like so, (laughs) and it gets more and more depressing throughout, but it's just like, I was tearing up during this whole monologue. It's just like, oh, she felt really bad for her. The clown part is really icing on the cake, so Uh to speak. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Well, mm-hmm. but she starts off like being uh, completely inhospitable to when yeah. Steve Martin shows up to have her sign uh, some papers or something for his law firm. She's throwing, she's throwing things at him. She's like scolding him. The irony, Running him over I with guess, the wheelchair. 
yeah yeah well so uh, a couple things that threw me uh, uh threw me at the beginning of this movie it was it seemed clear to me that she wasn't actually si- gonna be sick but she was like it just seemed yeah. to be like somebody had told her it was maybe munchausen's or something like somebody had told her her whole life that she needed to just stay in bed and stay in a wheelchair and she really didn't because she seemed to be faking it right like you the thought, coffee and really? stuff well you didn't oh i didn't the, think so derek you want to weigh in here I mean, she was a rich woman, so they were playing that pretty dramatically. But I think that the fact that she was able to get into the courthouse is weird because she was bedridden her entire life. She right? like whenever she would be like on the verge of death, she would all of a sudden have like a fit and everyone would be like, it, it just seemed maybe it was because of the tone of the movie. It seemed mm-hmm. to me like all of that was staged. Like I, that's just how I read it. So there was that and then um yeah just the way that she was like uh unreasonable yeah <laughs> with everyone Fair. it's a little like I, I i you would have to assume when she was younger she was like relatively normal and she became jaded like this over time so the the monologue that you just gave like kind of gives us that insight into uh when before she had developed these these qualities but anyway she she definitely turns into someone who is basically impossible to be around until she learns from the swap experience so Mm -hmm. for me i'm going to briefly uh mention peggy the movie starts on steve martin's character's 38th birthday um he's kind of this forever bachelor um he looks like steve martin has looked like he's 45 since he was in his 22 yeah (laughs) Yeah. so um as everyone knows i just had a birthday so i'm i'm basically (laughs) close enough to the age of the character in the movie um so his girlfriend of probably many years comes in and gives him a random present and there's this sort of awkward slash funny exchange where he says he's ready to m her meaning um marry marry her (laughs) but he can't say it um (laughs) and so their relationship is clearly on the rocks uh she my character of peggy is is absolutely actually actually completely wrong when she sort of breaks up with him for cheating on her (laughs) <laughs> but i just i just appreciated kind of like the fact that she was at the end of her rope with his um inability Millie to antics. commit change mm-hmm. his change his life like i clearly they weren't living together um so she was just kind of over it and even though he had a perfectly good explanation for why um she heard him talking to a woman or talking to himself as a woman <laughs> <laughs> um, that uh the she was probably still right to end the relationship even though he was going through a literal transformation so mm-hmm. derek did you want to pick a character absolutely tyrone that blind sax oh, player yeah. it is roger's friend that he hangs out with in the park with his dog i guess yeah and they play music together oh right right yeah they're in the mm-hmm. band together yeah, I like that guy. He was always a good character th- throughout the entire film. So he was cool. They um they did cover a lot of ground in the opening opening scene of the movie where it's just a montage of like 
all the things that Steve Martin does on a daily basis, I guess. And then the final thing is him performing, yeah, with a with a jazz band and like falling asleep on stage because he's so overextended in his life. But Tyrone is kind of clearly Tyrone is supporting the artistic side of Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. And Steve Martin's being torn pulled between these two worlds, like the the legal professional world and then, you know, his artistic side. So Yeah. And in real life, you know, Steve Martin's like can play all these different instruments. Like he's a really good banjo player, guitar, mandolin, upright bass, like just incredible musician. So Yeah, I figured he was probably like yeah, he is just known for being a jack of all trades. Yeah, he played at Red Rocks a few years ago. Oh, nice. Did you see banjo? No, unfortunately, I did not. Okay. Well, do you have any other trivia for us? That was a nice piece. Um. So the film originally was going to start Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn. Interesting. But I like Steve Martin better. I, I don't know so. if I'm on record on the podcast, but I've always been weirdly anti Chevy Chase before he became a dick on the set of Community. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I've never. Yeah. He's the perfect, he epitomizes what I usually don't like about this style of, of humor, um, obnoxious, kind of loud, over-the-top mm-hmm. humor. Um, and, you know, maybe Steve Martin just has the charm to pull it off for me. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think about that alternative universe where <laughs> Chevy Chase and Goldie Hawn are playing these characters? I mean, maybe Goldie Hawn. I like her, yeah. but no Chevy Chase for me. Yeah. Hard to imagine a more perfect duo than the one that the one Mm -hmm. that we got. So I think it's time for a quick break from our discussion of all of me while we tune in to new release radio in our 84. So, New Release Radio is the segment where Drew swaps bodies with a radio DJ and we give you a little taste of what happened (laughs) this week back in 1984. Yes, it's a radio show within the podcast. (laughs) You just heard the number eight song on the Billboard Top 100 for the week, up two spots, The Glamorous Life by Sheila E. Now, over to Ashley for this week in news and pop culture. Sure, thanks Thanks for that uh, intro. (laughs) (laughs) um so the first solo transatlantic balloon flight was completed (laughs) hot dog um that's pretty exciting i've never have you ever been in a hot air balloon oh yeah i actually circumnavigated the globe in one okay anyway uh (laughs) no i haven't i feel like our parents talked about that as an activity at one point we definitely didn't do it as a family but i feel like it was on a short list. <laughs> I feel like after we went whitewater rafting and we almost all died, I think my mom, our mom was probably like, never mind. Yeah. No more adventures. But yeah, so that happened. <laughs> Have you? No, but oh, I'd like okay. to go. Yeah. All right. That's it. Um, what about that box? What? Decide that you guys would never do family trips ever again? Or am I getting you guys confused with another set of friends? No, we still did family trips, just not anything super adventurous because my mom didn't want to see us all drown. So. I, I mean, not to poke holes in your balloon, but uh, I thought we went on more rafting trips after that. No, that was our last one. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. we went on multiple rafting trips, but 
you, that may have been the last one. That right? was the culmination of our mom seeing us all flip out of the raft. And she's like, no, yeah. no, 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 we're good. Well, the thing that scared me about the rafting trips was the like speech that they give you about, I don't know if there's a word for it, but when you get sucked into a rapid and the water uh, pulls you underneath a rock mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get either get stuck there or have to like somehow hope that the water goes under the rock and comes and out the other out. side. Yeah. So. They were like, eh, this is a common thing that can happen. Can't wait. Yeah. So that's <laughs> anyway. What that's about that? Yeah. What about that box office report? What's going on? Guess what? This week, the number one movie at the box office is All of Me. Ooh, nice. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, the movie we saw made $5.8 million. So see you later, Ghostbusters. See you later, Purple Rain. Um, <laughs> There's also a new number two, The Evil That Men Do. It was like a Charles oh. Bronson action movie or something. So this was the first week, basically all summer, Ghostbusters and Purple Rain and even Karate Kid were duking it out uh, towards the top of the list. And for the next, uh, for this week, and, and we'll see if it holds up beyond this, it looks like we have some fresh blood. So Ghostbusters is still three, Purple Rain is four, and Tightrope, the Clint Eastwood movie, is number Ooh, five. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that means it's time for everyone's favorite segment on NR84, Rank the Blank. Pew, pew, pew. So, Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and then rank our choices after we run through some contenders. So, this week's topic, body swap, you'd give a whirl. (laughs) Do you understand? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, We're going to kind of go through categories and then we're going to give examples of that category because I figured it was easy to sort of bucket some of the, the more common body swap scenarios into groups. Um, so if there's any of these that, that jump out at you, Ashley, uh, by all means. Um, we've got a pretty common one, kid and parent, uh, Freaky Friday, vice versa. Have you seen uh, any of the four Freaky Friday movies? I've seen two of them. So I saw the Lindsay Lohan, Jamie Lee Curtis one, which I feel like everyone's seen. Yep. And then there was one in like the 70s or 80s that I saw a long time ago when I was a kid, but I don't really remember that one very much. Well, the original one was um, uh, was Jodie Foster. Were they at camp the or something? Or is that a different one? Maybe I've seen three of them. Yeah, um, I So I can't remember if I've even seen the Lindsay Lohan one. I meant to watch it last night and ended up watching a pretty slow Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson movie. Good choice. But, yeah. <laughs> no, it was not a good choice. But I'd say Freaky Friday is kind of the the most, you know, classic example of this. Then mm-hmm. you've got the uh, switching ages. So kid with adult, 13 going on 30, 17 again, and then this movie. You show a big. For most kids, growing up seems to take forever. Sweetheart, you're gonna miss the bus, and I can't drive you today. But for Josh Baskin, all it took was a good night's sleep. Tom Hanks. 
Yeah. So Tom Hanks and Big, that's probably the second one <laughs> that comes to mind when you think of um, body swap movies. Ashley, do you want to call out any other common common ones? Um, I would. Another one would be like different race. So like down to earth, get out, trading places. Yeah. Another common one. Comedian Lance Barton had a lot of potential, but the one thing he needed to work on was his timing. Well, what is this place? This is heaven. Ah, heaven. I've had this dream before. Is Pac in there? Yo, tell (laughs) Pac I'm here. Heaven. Yeah, so Chris Rock and Down to Earth, that's a classic one. You have the the lifestyle swap. So Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman in the changeup. Have you seen that, Ashley? I have not, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, one of them's like, well, so which way does it go? You would think it would go Jason Bateman is the family man and Ryan. Yeah, and Ryan Reynolds is definitely the, the bachelor. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's this movie called Your Name that uh Derek and some other friends and I watched this Japanese Japanese anime. Um mm-hmm where you it's these two teens that don't know each other swap bodies and they're like spending the movie trying to find each other so i thought that was pretty clever like swapping with a stranger um an obvious one um i haven't seen the movie dating the enemy but swapping places with the other person in your um like in a relationship would be interesting (laughs) um and then you have a movie that i um only recently solved thanks to strong encouragement from our friend of the show jamie uh jumanji where they basically do all of them in one have you seen the <laughs> jumanji movies ashley i have not the but i've heard really ones. good things about, i've heard really good things about them yeah so you've got, did you enjoy it i did yeah it's like it's it's they do the spin where it's a video game instead of a board game so like jack black not jack black yeah jack black the rock kevin hart some other kevin hart everyone switches places with the weirdest you know the most opposite person for them to switch places with uh so that's fun you kind of get like a taste of all of them and then before we move on to our choices we could not overlook this uh body swap classic (laughs) i woke up chris breezy oh my god i'm the man so flying, I can dance. There's tattoos on my neck. I just FaceTime Kanye. I told him I'm his biggest fan. Yeah, yeah. Got all these hoes in my DM. Yeah, I do. Hold up. Holy shit, I got a kid. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Little Dicky and Chris Brown switch places. It's amazing. Yeah, so that, yeah. that covers the gender one and maybe the lifestyle one mm-hmm. as well. I mean, all the jokes in it are well, that also hits the third law of gender bending trope yep. pretty hard does it <laughs> so all to speak. Um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you so <laughs> if you didn't hear any obvious options that um we were holding back that's because we made our own selections um and moved those straight to the final round but before we reveal those is there anything we should bring in from the contender bracket ashley I want to bring in Freaky Friday. Oh, not that. Sorry. I want to bring in Chris Brown and Little Dicky Freaky Friday. Okay. I mean, it doesn't count, but okay. What? It's on the list. Let me bring it in. It was on the list as a joke, but that's well, fine. Well, I'm taking it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've made some stretches before, so I can't Every I can't time. Complain. So yeah. I get one. <laughs> well, so far, 
we're two for two with the movie that we bring in winning the the final round. So we'll see if that happens again. It won't. Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> the first entry into the final round is always is the movie that we watched. So all of me, like we talked about, is a weird is a uh, unique take on the swap because it's a more of a transfer into one body. Um, nobody at any point like. I'm trying to think there's because her soul gets bounced around from first to Steve Martin, then to Derek's character, Tyrone, right? No, the water jug. Well, then, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, she gets put into just water. Um, he drinks it. The The sax player um, drinks it. And then it gets goes back to Steve Martin and then eventually ends up in Terry. But nobody mm-hmm. ever ends up in her body because her body's buried. Um Edwina's body is buried. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's an interesting category. We'll have to figure out how to compare that to these other ones. What is your category and then movie that epitomizes it, Ashley? Sure. So my category is me a different different ginger, which I already did earlier with Derek's body. And I was like, oh, I should try another male yeah. figure. So that was such a great experience. I was like, this is cool. Let's try it again. Um, so I'm going to go with Rob Schneider, um, and the hot chick and he's talking to Anna Ferris and he's trying to explain to her that he's the sorority chick stuck inside of Rob Schneider's mm. body. It's me, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in here. Um, Ashley's choice was different gender, hot chick. My toy choice is going to be a underrepresented body swap category, I'd say, uh, that I'm calling body tourism mm. that is represented in being John Malkovich. No such thing as a hole into somebody's brain. Yes, there is. You see the world through John Malkovich's eyes? <laughs> And then after about 15 minutes... And that's not me. I didn't say that. You're spit out into a ditch on the side of the New Jersey turnpike. It was amazing. Yeah, so they even explain it in that clip. This one's only for 15 minutes, so pretty low stakes. You can... Um, multiple people can kind of just go for the John Malkovich ride. And they all learn. Um, Cameron Diaz does it. Catherine Keener does it. Uh, obviously, John Cusack's character does it. Um, and they all learn different things about their sexuality, about themselves from living in this other person's body. It's like, uh, we haven't talked about the obvious themes of body swap movies yet. Um, maybe we'll save that for the end, but basically they all revolve around like what you learn by being in someone else's body. And if you can do that in 15 minutes, then sign me up. Can you control his body too? I don't remember in the movie. Yeah, they're basically just... in full control. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. So it's disorienting for Malkovich because he's sort of like all of me, I guess. He's uh, in bystander in his own life mm, when someone gotcha. else takes the takes the reins. So Okay. There's our first two. Now for Derek's choice, he chose a human and non-human swap, which he unfortunately, like me, um, I mean, I swapped into my cat like Kevin Spacey does <laughs> in Nine Lives, the hit movie that no one saw. Um, yep. 
And another one that I think barely fits this this um, category is Child's Play. Derek, why didn't you choose Child's Play? Because uh, I'm deathly afraid of uh, <laughs> having serial killers possess dolls. Yeah. Yes. No, but you could put your soul. You into would a be doll. this. Yeah, you would be the doll. <laughs> I would look like Chucky. No thanks. <laughs> Any, okay. So, which one did you choose that is a human to non-human swap? Avatar. A lot of controversy as to whether this is a good film or not, but I loved it. And this is a clip. <laughs> Welcome to your new body, Jake. <laughs> Avatar, like one thing that's not controversial. I mean, it's not controversial. It's just I, it, it faded over time because the the novelty factor wore off. But like the awe factor of seeing it the first time and likewise if you were to uh, be able to take kind of the you know this is malkovich times a million where you don't inhabit the body of a normal person you get to jump in and out of the body of like a super a super uh human creature um it's not i mean I, they have human like qualities but they can they have a lot of the qualities of like animals and and you know can run fast can fly on different creatures and live in this this uh just like beautiful world um that humans would never get to experience otherwise so and are trying to destroy yep (laughs) so that's a that's a great choice i think um and then begrudgingly we have little dicky um (laughs) as our fifth and you're welcome let's start from the bottom to the top Ashley, a little dicky. Um, or okay, good. Uncontroversial. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's 100%. the bottom. I just wanted to make it the finals. <laughs> okay, obviously. <laughs> so little dicky last. Um, let's then do all of me. So where does all of me fall on this? So again, the rules are murky. Sometimes it's not necessarily the best movie. It's the best. It's the swap that you would take for a whirl. <laughs> yeah, for a whirl. I would actually put all of me fourth because i don't want to share it with someone like i want to have the complete control yeah and then yeah i agree that's that's sound logic there um now things are going to get tricky because even though avatar is the most fantastical like Mm -hmm. comes with a lot of like risk and it's kind of scary and you're learning like all these new abilities at once might be overwhelming but you're a new creature how cool is that yeah i mean it would be pretty lame to turn it down um yeah. so between avatar and hot chick like so what about body tourism you're trying <laughs> I mean, to keep yours to the top i see yeah. no okay, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much assuming mine's gonna mine's gonna be number three i mean it's a lesser version of avatar basically yeah i agree um, so i'm fine with that okay. um so this is basically the fight for the final spot one let's let's be realistic about this so yes being in the body of a of a like creature with all these powers in a in a beautiful strange world would be awesome Mm -hmm. but for practical purposes learning what you know learning some key life lessons about the other gender and taking those forward into the rest of your human life would serve a lot of people well or do you think men and women perfectly understand each other ashley uh, definitely don't. So I'm going to stick with, I'm Jessica. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with hot chick for the, for one. Yeah. The way that you explained it, I would agree. I mean, the, 
I, I think we didn't, we didn't pick one for the final round that was like uh, life experience or gender, but mm-hmm. you know, especially with, we've got the Me Too movement, we've got the Black Lives Matter movement, um, and then we have the Avatar movement um, in a distant millionth place. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, in all seriousness, it would be important for, you know, different genders to learn about, about um, you know, if like you could mandate everyone to do this for a day, um, that would probably be just a win for everyone, right? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Okay. Ooh, winner, winner over here. Cool. So let's <laughs> recap. You want to recap, Ashley? Okay. So from the bottom to the top. So we have Little Dicky and Chris Brown in fifth place. And then we have All of Me in fourth. And then we have Being John Malkovich in third. And then Avatar second and hot chicken first nice there were some instagram polls these are kind of like general more than than specific to our ranking so what was the what were the results there sure so we had what was the better movie swap between big and freaky friday and big one 65 percent when i voted it was 52 to 48 I can't even it was close for a one. while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, Freaky Friday was ahead and then it lost out. And then I also had another uh, poll or another question that was, who would you want to swap bodies with in the 80s? And oh. I got anything from Patrick Swayze, Phoebe Cates, Derek, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Molly Ringwald, uh, Madonna, Demi Moore. Someone put Alf, Drew. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oops. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Jean-Claude Van Damme. So a little all over the place. Yeah, I, I, I think I submitted E.T. and Alf. Yeah, you did. I, did. I just left out E.T. I was like, too many weird ones, but um, that fun. makes sense. Yeah, I thought Phoebe Cates was a good choice. Yeah. Well, so Drew really enjoyed being in like a different animal's body then. Yeah. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> it sounds like, I, yeah, I would go with Child's Play or, yeah, I basically want to just permanently switch lives with my cat. Yeah. <laughs> Make a wish. Well... It's almost time to sign off on New Release Radio for this week and give our final thoughts on all of me. But before we do, let's listen to a hot new track called Body Rock, which jumped up 20 spots to number 61 on this week's Billboard Hot 100. Hope you enjoyed Body Rock by Maria Vidal. Now back to our feature presentation. And whoever picked that nailed it again with a tie-in to the movie. Ashley, how are the reviews? They're great. People <laughs> love this movie. So, <laughs> yeah. so it was probably one of our, besides like Ghostbusters and a couple of like the bigger ones, is one of our like most highly praised out of the 80s ones we've watched so far. Yeah, I've, I've learned this trick. Um, that's useful for lots of different things on the internet but like whenever i google a movie i i know where the the rotten tomato score is going to like pop up and and Mm -hmm. um i can i can avoid it most of the time um so that because i don't want to see it before i've seen the movie um but i did somehow i i forgot to to do that trick this time and it was in like high 80s or something i mean it it's yeah pretty unanimously beloved which makes sense um Mm -hmm. and um it's aged pretty well but what um 
do you want to do our two true views and a lie segment? Ashley? Sure. We're going to change it up again this week a little bit because Derek's dad, or I guess my dad for a few hours, um, <laughs> gave a review of this movie. So we have a couple of reviews. Um, I'm not going to read them in any particular order, and then you guys can guess who said what. So the first view, review, the movie's rather lame, but it makes you laugh in the way that only lame movies can. Hmm. That's the first hmm. one. Yeah. Um, the second one, Steve Martin was at his best. He had me in tears displaying his mastery of physical comedy while acting out the possession by Lily Tomlin. That sounds like Ebert. Okay. And then the third one is tap, tap, motherfucker. <laughs> that sounds like um, the movie uh, Thanks Killing. <laughs> no. Like you ripped it off. Nice um, tits. <laughs> wow. What kind of publication would print motherfucker i don't know the onion the ashley <laughs> the ashley <laughs> the ashley free press so i like that you chose i'm going to go out on a limb and say that the tap tap was yours and yeah. the first one was derek's dad nope <laughs> now no. that was you you read the text yeah, yeah no i knew i knew which one was derek's dad um derek's dad's is actually sounds like a legit review and mm -hmm. the lame one is that the only negative one you could find yeah but i do have another one i'll just read it quick by roger ebert actually um and it says it scores a lot of points by speculating on the ways in which a man and woman could learn to coexist in such close quarters against all the odds a certain tenderness and sweetness develops by the end of the film i i like how straight he's playing it like how they could exist in such close quarters. Yeah, you it's mean, like they're like living the, in an apartment. <laughs> the same body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Didn't want to ruin anything, I guess. Yeah. Well, so we've we were able to guess it. Good yeah. job disguising it. <laughs> um, what was the lame one again? Tap tap, motherfucker. <laughs> tap tap. That was just, so good. Uh, the lame one. The movie's rather lame, but it makes you laugh in the way that only lame movies can. So he sucks. What does so. that mean? Like, I mean, I, I could. If you buy lame, you mean like uh, sweet and cheesy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, great movie. but I, I think it's. I wouldn't say it's edgy, but like some of the the dialogue that we played earlier. Like, I think some of the 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 writing is like raunchy in a, mm -hmm. in a good way i mean it's rated pg so it's nothing too crazy but there's a lot of there's a lot of sex jokes um they had to edit it down it was going to be r really yeah mm -hmm. this is we're finally in the era where there is a pg-13 i mean i feel like it could have been pg-13 easily but anyway yeah um all right well let's derek's dad's review pretty much nailed it he called mm -hmm. out the physical comedy um and just how good of a premise it was. And I would take dad's, dad's, <laughs> Derek's, Derek's dad's, uh, dad's judgment. Are you in my body now? Yeah. <laughs> Dad. This is loosey-goosey. We're, we're just swapping uh, free-for-all. So when his dad says Steve Martin was at his best, I would take his judgment on Steve Martin's overall career more than, mm -hmm. more than mine. Um, so that's saying something. Oh, yeah. Did this movie win any awards, Ashley? It did. And it was actually, I don't know if this is the first movie of the ones we watched, but it was um, also nominated for Golden Globes, which is pretty cool. 
Um, so it was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress, which is Lily Tomlin, and also Best Performance by an Actor, Steve Martin. Mm. They did not win, but they were nominated. And then it won for the National Society of, the Fil- of Film Critics Awards um, for Best Actor, Steve Martin. And then the New York Film Critics Circle Awards, Steve Martin won. So Lily Tomlin didn't really win anything, which is kind of a bummer. But Yeah, it's probably the product of like him getting the the meteor physical role the flashier role um mm-hmm. i mean she makes the most she's in how long is she alive like the first 30 minutes if that like yeah. her body yeah um <laughs> yeah maybe 30 the, she makes the most of those her like screen time before before her body passes away and then yeah i don't know it's it's unfair i like that they were both nominated for golden globes but i'm not mm-hmm. surprised that kind of he got more attention ultimately just because it was a flashier part yeah agreed. what about ashley alliteration awards i have two one's not alliterative but the other one is so the first sure. one that's not um not as 80s sexist as i thought it would be award good one because <laughs> nice. i i didn't know going into it because you never know with the 80s movies so especially with this type of i didn't movie. even bring up the worst thing about the movie that's okay you don't have to it was a great yeah. movie <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I have the silly Steve stutter stepping on the sidewalk while simultaneously shouting a word. One more time. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> you have to do it flawlessly. Okay. <clears throat> it doesn't count. Silly Steve stutter stepping on the sidewalk while simultaneously shouting a word. Faster. Silly Steve stutter stepping on the sidewalk while sil- simultaneously is really hard to say fast. <laughs> There's too many. Should have thought of that. <laughs> So I he it yeah no i can't do it um <laughs> that's a great one thank you <laughs> it's the physical comedy of just saying it is mm-hmm. is sufficient enough yeah yeah <laughs> all right well we have a extra special on a scale of 1 to 84 how 80s is this movie edition this week because we determined last week after the big ninja 3 snafu that we need to break this three-way pileup that we had mm-hmm. um, and re-rank some of the movies we did early on. So we're going to do that, but this is where we kind of evaluate the 80s-ness of the movie based on, you know, the music, the wardrobe, the setting, the actors in it, the overall tone, perhaps. Um, and we've got Ghostbusters at number one with an 80 out of 84. Ninja 3, 78 out of 84, and Gremlins um, with the 77. So that should give you some context. This isn't which movie is the best. It's which movie represents the 84s. The 84s, the 80s the most. (laughs) And then we previously had 16 Candles, Karate Kid, and Never Ending Story all at 79. And that just was untenable. Mm -hmm. So... Let's let's start with those um, real quick. Well, we we don't have the time to do the full Derek computer simulation model on these, um, so let's just go with our gut. Um, these might be higher than they can be anywhere. It's just they can't all be seventy nines. Okay. <clears throat> Want to start sixteen candles? Yeah, sure. Just going with the number. That's it. Leave it alone. <laughs> I mean, oh. now that I look back at it, I feel like yeah, Gremlins like, that's might, pretty good. Gremlins might Gremlins be the one. Gremlins should be lower. That's the uh-huh. problem. I agree. Uh, um, so let's make Gremlins a seventy-four. Two. Okay, two is fine. Um, 
so it's easier when you pit them up against each other so like ninja three is that more 80s than 16 candles or no no so 16 candles can stay a 79 yeah okay karate kid or ninja three karate kid okay so we're gonna end up at <laughs> 79 again i think never ending story needs it's, to drop it's lower so, yeah never ending story it's I, above gremlins though yeah okay well let's make that one a 74 okay okay well that helps a little bit mm-hmm. based on all that nonsense um where do we think all of me ranks on a scale of one to 84 well steve martin's in it and lily tomlin so that's already yep. like Actors. 70 points <laughs> so i don't know if they're you just named off the movies that they made in the 90s he made me like it doesn't necessarily like, yeah i get all right let me think about it i'm not exclusively 80s beep, actors beep, 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 beep. do you want my computing oh i love them Steve Martin, 15. Add on to that women's hair and sexy nightwear. Mm. Ooh. 25 for that. Okay, 40. Uh, the premise and the style of comedy, 25, and then music, 5. So that gives you 70. 70. So you okay. said 70 as well, Ashley. So that computes. With the mu- like, it, I would say music, lightings, all the ambiance. Compared to Ninja 3, this couldn't be less 80s. I'm just saying. Like, mm. it's it's like a classical style yeah um it it's i would say the acting the the type of comedy feel pretty 80s um mm-hmm. like the tone of the movie so i mean i would be fine with like somewhere around low 70s you know because yeah of, yeah like you know again it's not just how good the movie was it's like this movie i could you could have told me it was from yeah. the 90s or the eight, uh, the 70s. 70s. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, if I watched this and it was like, oh, maybe it's like 78, like I wouldn't know. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe it should be in the 60s then. Or mm, let's just give it an like, even 70. Yeah, 70 works. What did Derek say? 70. 70. Nailed it. <laughs> um, My computer's getting calibrated every time we go back in time, so. Yeah. Cool. And I think we're I think we're getting better at, at, at this. Um, mm-hmm. For all of me, Ashley, do you recommend it or want to see it remade or both? I recommend it. Definitely recommend it. I don't think it needs to be remade. Um, there's already been a lot of like body swapping movies and this one's a little bit different, but with Steve Martin, and Lily Tomlin, it doesn't need to be remade. I, yeah. Well, it's pretty clear. We're all going to recommend it. Mm-hmm. it. There was, I read in the Wikipedia that there was a remake, maybe a movie and TV show in the early like 2010s. I guess that hasn't come to fruition. Um, but like you said, there's no shortage of body swapping movies, including, have you seen the trailer for Freaky? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I watched so it two days ago. It looks yeah. so good. It's, it's, fine. it's basically a gender. It's a gender swap, an old man for a hot chick swap, and it's a horror movie. He's so. a serial killer. Yeah, it's Vince Vaughn swapping roles with a chick in high school. Um, and yeah it looks it's by the guy who made happy death day so mm-hmm. <laughs> could be more in um derek you recommend it absolutely you no, no remake needed just watch it open yeah. Up again. <laughs> yeah maybe when um when we talk about remakes we can this actually brought up earlier how this movie didn't uh, was surprisingly not sexist um and only a little bit racist and mm-hmm. I, uh, I think that's the remake is like a good time to decide if, if, you know, the humor holds up and the humor in this 
holds up perfectly well in some of the other movies we've watched. Um, it would be hard to find a movie that didn't hold up, but you still wanted to see it remade. <laughs> but yeah. maybe if it had like an awesome premise, but everything else felt dated, uh, it would fall into that category. So we'll see. Um, the last thing we like to do is take something from the movie we watched and immortalize it in the new release Wax Museum. So we've got such things as Charlie Sheen's head with 800 ninja stars poking out of it. Um, <laughs> it's a big head. Do, what else do we have? Oh, we have the stretchy um, head from... Decapitation from... From Chud. Yeah. And we have a cornfield. <laughs> we have a whole cornfield in, in one wing. I think Part we of also a have a whole set from Ninja as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have her tilted, her tilted set, her apartment. We have a black belt from Karate Kid. And I don't know if we were doing it then. Mm-mm. We have Gizmo. Oh, we for sure have Gizmo. Ooh, what do we take from? Car. Yeah, what do we this take one's from tough, this one? Though. What do you want? I think it's got to be him walking down the sidewalk, doing his half. So is it oh, an, an, an animated air. wax figure? There well, he could be in a pose to where you can kind of see it. Yeah, so he's got his arm up in the air, kind of a little dainty on the right yeah. side or on the left side. Whichever side. Uh, well, are you looking she's in a mirror on, or are you the, looking at it? She's on the right. She's the right side. Okay. And then you've got him like holding a briefcase or doing something manly on the left. She's on or the left side. Tap, tap, motherfucker. We established. No, I think we were wrong. Oh, we'll really? Listen to this again. Mm-hmm. Well, which of, us, which of us on this call have male appendages? And so I think we would know. Um, I did for a yeah. few hours, yeah. <laughs> twice. So that's something we could put the tap well, tap you, in the black oh, tap tap. Can we I do the bathroom the, I scene? I think the tap tap, yeah, with the the mirror. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's a good one. All right. Perfect. <laughs> tap tap. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that that was a you know that was a hole in the wall, right? Like a glory the, hole. Like the, no, 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 no. <laughs> the, the mirror that so so Steve Martin's looking through the or at the mirror and behind mm-hmm. the mirror is actually just like a hole in the wall. And Lily Tomlin is behind it. Oh, it's, like I said. Yeah. So then yeah, you yeah. can like, so it's, talk to her. It's practical. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, there weren't any cuts or edits or anything. Ooh. So for the cases, wax, so for the wax museum, we'll have that tap tap scene. And then the person can stand behind, and, like talk to Steve Martin and it can be like a photo op done. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So photo op. Wax Museum. That's yeah. great. Got to get some this? money in. Yeah, that's great. Sounds great mildly idea. pornographic, but that's fine. We can have that's a fine. we can have a uh, tap tap only. I got it. tap tap. No <laughs> oh, we can have an R-rated wing. Ooh, I like Ooh, that. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Done. All right, that's it for all of me. Next week we have a Clint Eastwood thriller. You hanging out with the wrong kind of people, Block. Clint Eastwood is a man on a tightrope, a cop moving on the Ooh. edge between day and night. There's a darkness inside all of us, Wes. This time, he's not Dirty Harry in a role you won't soon forget. Who knows? Maybe it was you? Tightrope, Saturday on HBO. So yeah, we got Tightrope. It's a movie that has been uh, at near the top of the box office or at the top for a couple weeks. When we go back in time next week, 
um, we are going to be seeing this instead of a new movie because all the new movies are kind of lame. Yep. <laughs> and um, it'll be fun to watch a movie that couldn't be more dissimilar to all of me. <laughs> <laughs> are y'all excited? Yeah, Clint Eastwood, very excited. Yeah, same. All right. Well, if you, the listener, wants to hear that discussion, then you can subscribe to this here podcast by searching New Release 1984 on Spotify or Apple or anywhere else you get podcasts. That's a wrap. All of me. Why not take all of me? Can't you see? I'm no good with